Welcome to the Lift As You Climb podcast, where it's all about the journey and the joy of discovering who you are now, deciding who you want to become, and embracing your genuine identity, influence, and impact. In each episode, we'll explore how life's experiences have prepared us for what we choose to do next and how to create our encore, write our own script, and star in the next stage of our lives. I'm your host, your encore strategist and transformation catalyst, Isabel Alexander. Welcome back, everyone out there traveling in our orbit in the universe. And here we are today, lifting and climbing with Beck Nelson. And I am thrilled to bring her to you today because Beck, I don't know, the universe brought us together earlier this year. And at first thought, honestly, I thought, we don't have a lot in common. Travel in different professional circuits, different ages, and different uh, geographic and demographics. And yet I kept being drawn back to her. And every time we've had a conversation, it has just been pow for me, just pow. And I'll share in the show notes for all of you today an episode a few months ago where Beck interviewed me on her podcast. And I was very excited to be one of her early guests when she launched her podcast, Intuition Unleashed. Unleashed. Let me get that out. I was so excited. And you're going to have a laugh if you listen to it. I ran away with her whole agenda and plan. So if you uh, want to listen to a runaway train. That was me that day when Beck was interviewing me on her show because there were, the sparks were just flying. It was like the train on the rails going fast and all that spark, that energy that was happening between us. But there's because today the roles are reversed and I have the privilege of inviting Beck Nelson to my show, my podcast, and my YouTube channel to talk about whatever the fuck we decide we're going to talk about. But seriously, we're going to talk about good shit. And I say that on purpose. There's a reason you'll find out. Stay tuned. There's something coming related to that. We're also going to talk about what's going on in your head. I'm really convinced if you're here today, you're supposed to be listening to us because there are so many of us out there in that stage of transition and wondering who am I and who do I want to become next. So without further ado, please help me welcome the infamous and oh. very inspiring about Nelson. Her bio is going to be in the show notes and all that jazz, but let me just say that she comes anchored in an academic background of therapy and mentoring. Hello, Beck. Hello, a freight train. I want to go on that train. Let's go. 
Hello, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I am listening to you describe our time together on my show. And I'm thinking, I think that training went exactly where it needed to go. And I was not feeling at all like it was out of control. I think it was very purposeful. I had fun so to, to repeat that. I think we need to make more podcast episodes so we can keep having this fun. Yes, please. Thanks for having me on here. Thank you. All right. So it's taken us a while to get our calendars aligned uh, because we are busy women getting shit done, uh, building businesses, serving people. And also we are women with our own personal lives and interests and ambitions and health and et cetera. But here we are today. And in the meantime, um, it keeps coming up for me. The thing that is needed in the world most today is positive energy, leveraging intuition that we feel in our gut and sharing the collective wisdom and more collaboration. And, and so that's why it's very exciting for me. And it feels really right to talk with Beck and ask her to help me answer some of the questions that I'm getting from you out there and from my own social circle and networks and family about like, how do you make a change? How do you transition? How do you trust your intuition? And Beck, I know you, you've got some really solid advice and experience in that area. So maybe give us a little, give us a lifeline. Oh, the stage is mine, huh? The best way for me to answer that is to talk about my own personal experiences, because as we know, when we go through something personally, and then hopefully successfully, then we can pass that information along to others. That's really our calling. And the fact that we are here helping other people means that we probably have been through it ourselves, not because we are above everyone else, but because we've done it. We've walked through those reads as well. So more recently, for the, the past 13 years, I have had a very successful private mental health practice. I'm wow. a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I had, I've been in the field for close to 30 years. And 13 years ago, my husband and I started our own business, which I, he brought me kicking and screaming through it. I really didn't want to have a, a private practice where we had other people working for us. It, I didn't know if that was the right thing for me, but in a lot of it was probably based in fear. But we did it at the time I was also raising our daughter actively. So I feel like the business and we had other people working for us, the business supported us, uh, me personally, and us as a family in the way that it needed to. Um, my daughter now then as an adult worked for the business. My husband at some point worked for the business, but I started to notice over the past three years that I was not I had to pay attention to what was happening in me inside. And probably a good three years ago, I started to pay attention to the fact that I was getting a little resentful. I would go to work. I was starting to get angry that I'd be there. Clients would call and I was getting, I guess it was during uh, COVID. So a lot of things changed about our industry and service and it got very daunting. 
So it wasn't just the clients that I was feeling that way with the people that were working for me. And not that I resented them, in pre- but I think it was my intuition letting me know this isn't serving you anymore. And what's going on for you? So you really have to pay attention to that. If I go in and when I talk about it, I went, I even now I can feel like this heaviness in my heart and in my chest. When you're paying attention to your own intuition and I'm saying I'm feeling resentful, I always look when people are talking to me, where do they put their hand when they say that? Because it's probably where they're feeling that emotion. So if they're like, oh God, it's so, my, my day is just so much. Okay. They're probably getting headaches because they're showing me that this is manifesting here in their head or their work, they are like, oh, their arms are on their stomach or they're holding, they talk to me like this. It's always, where, where is that emotion sitting for you and what is it trying to tell you? So I had to listen to my own intuition. I would go in and I'd feel this heaviness in my chest, in my heart. And I started to say, why am I feeling like this? This business has served me for a long time and you kind of get stuck in this, you should that. You should just be grateful that this business has carried you. You should be feeling fulfilled because you're helping people, all these things. And those shoulds stopped me from going in the direction that I know I needed to go in because I felt guilty. There was like a heaviness in my heart that I wasn't, you know, you should just be grateful for what this has become because we had a very successful business and probably helped I'm not going to exaggerate, maybe 1,500, 2,000 people over the past 13 years. We, yeah, we had a, a thriving business. Once COVID hit, then some things about the industry really started to change. And I knew that I needed to do something a little bit differently. The way we were getting paid by insurance companies, the way we were getting reimbursed. I was feeling um, that the people we were serving were feeling entitled to be served, not grateful to be served. So it just, a number of things happened at the same time. In addition to that, I had to really think about how I wanted to transform what I was doing because I was also being growing my spiritual practice to be more mindful of intuition and how do I meet, marry these two worlds that I'm very passionate about, the mental health piece and relationships, et cetera, with spirituality, but universal laws guiding those guiding principles. So how do I marry the two of these? And, and the insurance company is not very excited about marrying. <laughs> they do want you to be spiritual, but it doesn't give us the uh, work with insurance companies does not give us enough room to be. Able right. to There's no, no billing code for that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, no CPT code for that. <laughs> but in addition to that, I was also a lot of things were happening that were making me more frustrated and making it more difficult to be in business. What I reflecting back as the sort of the things get a little bit tighter for you, really what it's the universe saying is pay attention to this. Why is all this happening? Why do you, why is it that things are getting more difficult for you to do? On top of our rates, we're not going up with the insurance companies. I was doing more integrated work and getting paid the same as somebody who just graduated from school, no matter how much experience you have. 30 years or two years, you get paid the exact same amount. If we got raises at all from the insurance companies, it would be 50 cents a session, that kind of thing. It was just the focus of, of our work became daunting to me. Um, we were losing staff, like a lot of places have lost staff during COVID. And people, were, I think apps have made it easier for people to start their own practice and manage their own practice. So they didn't need, need me to do it. So I was losing staff and not able to keep them on. 
are you're probably getting more of an answer than you were looking for. Well, let me just interject for a second and say, thank you very much for sharing so candidly because this is two points. One, when you were saying, I was holding my stomach when you were talking about how you were feeling about your business. So that's where my intuition goes into my gut. And, and I was relating to all of the things you were feeling. And, and so do the clients that I work with. They're, they have lost the joy. They have lost the connection with the, thing, the reasons that they went into business in the first place. Right? To, to be a service, to do what they are good at, what they know their strengths are, and to have the freedom and the flexibility and to increase financial certainty. Uh, and so all of the conditions that you talked about, and I think they were accelerated during the pandemic, just, it just made us like have to face up to, or this doesn't feel good for me anymore. Mm -hmm. So thank you very much because we're not alone. I've been through it. You've been through it. So many of our peers have. And it's particularly hard, I think, additionally for women entrepreneurs, because we're still also fulfilling the other roles in our lives, our relationships, our family responsibilities, our community. Heaven forbid we even find time not to feel guilty to get personal care done. This is good to let others know they're not alone. Yeah, thank you. Guilt, guilt I think, was the, the probably the biggest piece because as it being in the service industry, there's this should. You should just want to help people regardless of the impact that it has on you personally. Well, to those that feel that way, I say have a habit. Because whether you're in a service role, whether you're in any kind of give it back, pay it forward, lift as you climb role, you need to be receive value and feel valued. Otherwise, you run out of the good stuff, right? You need to be recharged, refreshed, rejuvenated on a regular basis. And for those of us that do serve, it's the validation comes a lot from the success of our clients, right? If they don't love you, don't appreciate you, aren't doing the work, aren't making the changes, then it's so hard. For sure. Yeah. And you've got the complexity of all the regulations associated as a professional in your industries. Wowzer. Okay. So you listened after a while to your body and your intuition. And you said, I'm going to do something about this. At what point did you write your book on this training? The book came from, it, it came from my intuition, but I believe that it was a step that I needed to do to get to this place that I want to be at where I am trying to get away from using health insurance and provide more of a coaching model because I needed to build authority in my field 
not only as a mental health professional, but also as a spiritual advisor, minister, etc. So the book was really written two years ago and it developed and we it's been published now since uh, September of 22. So I feel like that was a step that I needed to get to the place where I am now, which there was a lot of building that needed to happen to build that authority to be able to let go of what I was doing and move forward into seeing his authority in another area or an additional area. You see, there again, I think it, it just affirms the, the invisible thread between us because you said the book was part of the process for you to get from there to there. And, and it was the same for me when I wrote my book. When I published my book, which is Who Am I Now? Feminine Wisdom Unmasked and Uncensored, it was part of that process for myself of figuring out my own identity and the journey and making sense of why I didn't even recognize myself anymore and what I needed to do about that. And in the process, and I could tell from reading the reviews on Amazon and everybody, let me just pause for a minute. The name of your book is Cut the Shit Out and the tagline? It is Cut the Shit, Reframe Your Thinking, Regain Your Life. Thank you. That will be listed, of course, in the notes. And if you're curious and you're thinking about Isbeck's book, A Good Stepping Stone for Me, just go read the reviews on Amazon. Because a published author, I know it's hard to get people to write a review. But the reviews that are written will tell you why. This is a powerful resource for you if you're in that place of spending too much time in your own shit. I'm sorry, going back to, so the book was part of the reframing of your own identity. It was part of building an authority and reframing um, my viewpoint from simply a mental health professional to a mental health and spiritual authority. Nice. Um, because those two should be together, not separate. For me, for me, they really are. And I think people at that time were saying, how do you shift that? How, what's the difference between you as a therapist and you as a spiritual mentor? And I said, there isn't any. I feel like the work that I was doing had already, I'd always incorporated those spiritual pieces. I just didn't realize at the time that's what I was doing. Of course. Okay, so how do people get to know more about your style and what you do? What are some of the ways that they can be in your environment and say, yeah, you know what? It makes sense what she's saying. I have a YouTube channel that is Beck Nelson LMFT, which is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And Part of what I was doing when I was creating the book was also creating YouTube videos. So that gives you some perspective as to my my style, my thinking process, how I work with clients. So this is a, probably, I'm going to guess, maybe 50 or 60 different videos in there now. No, sir. past several years. Make the popcorn and get in there. I'm guessing. I don't want to uh, exaggerate, but a lot. It's super. I have keen to delve in because I I wasn't aware that there was that much there to draw on. So thank you. 
And I've heard you talk about mythology. So could you share a little more about that? Methodology is the the science of the bed. I like to refer to myself oh. in the third person. Uh, <laughs> um, well, my name is Rebecca, but I like to call myself the Beck. And I am a Jedi, by the way, just in case you didn't know. And I'm on the Jedi Council's Beckology is my 90-day program that I, it's a 90-day spiritual mentoring program that I built specifically for people who are constant givers, who yeah. would feel like they're not getting back the energy that they're putting into their relationships. So I was hearing a lot of people saying things like, I do this for all my friends and my relatives. And then when it's my birthday or Christmas or whatever it is, I, people will text me and say happy birthday, but that's it. But when it's their birthday, I go all out. I think about something that they said six months ago and I buy them this present and they're wowed, but I'm just not getting that energy back from those relationships. And I'm tired and I'm starting to ask myself, is this all there is? And I had to first recognize that I was feeling that same way. I was saying those same comments. I would say, I would look at my stocking at Christmas and say, how come I make such an effort to make everybody else's stocking so special and they're opening their little gifts and then I'll open this one little thing. I'll be like, thanks. Didn't they hear me say six times that I really wanted this piece of jewelry or whatever? And I recognized that I was in that same space. So Beckology is a program specifically for people that are saying, what do I need to do so that I can have relationships that reciprocate the energy that I put into them? Oh my gosh. I so know the value of what you're talking about and how many of us need to have that objective guidance where, you know, when our nose is too close to our own windshield, we don't see our behaviors. Or let me speak for myself. I don't, but I don't think I'm alone in that. And so it's very good to have you turn the camera around and, and give them some opportunities on that. Yeah. Because I've always wondered that whole thing about when you give a gift, why are you expecting the gift of undying gratitude and gushing praise back, right? I have a hard time with that. It, it's difficult. I think a lot of people don't talk about it because there is that, there's the guilt again, right? Like I'm just supposed to give unconditionally. And so I should feel badly when I start to feel resentful that I'm not getting that energy back. So you have to first face that piece and say, why am I giving? What is it that I'm really looking for? Usually the people that are constant givers are in some way enjoy service to others. But where's that line where it's no longer serving you and cannot be black or white, either I'm all in or I just cut everybody off. And I think that's what people tend to do is say, that's it, right. I'm just going to cut everybody off. But the secondary piece that I've learned over time is that when you are somebody who hopes to get that energy back and maybe that you almost need that to feed you, which is another level of that, is that now you put out into the universe, I only want people who will take advantage of that. And so you draw those people to you. So inevitably, everybody who's around you is a taker when you're a constant giver. So that's another part of that. Now, sparks on the train track again, because that's true. Yeah, absolutely. You're 
inviting more of those people into your world by having that expectation as opposed to when I am inspired, doesn't have to be a homework ex on occasion that I am giving because I want to. There's no, there are no conditions attached to that. But also, if I start to recognize that there are people who constantly take, then how to pair back that relationship, either whether you stop it or completely, or you just pair it back a little bit. And that's conversations that we can have as part of psychology. Yeah, I like that very much. And as I'm approaching this new chapter of my life, which we talked a little bit about, well, they're the Encore Explorer. So I've put all my physical possessions into into storage and I'm going to travel. And so that requires me as I travel around the world with my my clients and people that I know and love and people I haven't come to know yet, friends I haven't made yet, having stocks uh, or the having those commitments to do all that stuff, shipping things here and there and remembering dates and stuff. I've been more in the mode of detaching from possessions and creating space for opportunity and experience. I we touched on this a bit before, also about the law of the vacuum and making room to dry in new things and new people, right? Yes. The, so the vacuum law is something that I've been enacting over the past uh, six months in particular maybe a year, right? So the vacuum law of the prosperity states that abundance will flow into your life when you create a vacuum for it. So in order to create the vacuum for the energy that you want, you have to let go of some of your attachments to the notion of scarcity, um, you ready to release fears and doubts. So it's a letting go of not just physical possessions, but also notions that no longer serve you and keep you stuck. Yeah. So for, for me personally, over the past year, the first thing that I did was I needed to re rehomed our, my two horses, which broke my heart and still this, this month, it'll be a year because we yeah. really recognized that it was, I was again, starting to feel like, oh, I'm tired of doing this. And this is a lot of work and it's taking a lot of my money, even though I obviously love my horses and it was very difficult for me to move them along. I noticed that I was putting so much of my energy into it that I, I didn't have that energy available for other things. That was the first piece that was difficult to, to move along. I think it was the right thing for us and me, but it doesn't mean it's any easier. I am sure that it was hard to let go of something you had a great emotional connection to. But it's great that you have processes to help you work through, is that the right decision? Is that the right time? And how do I do so with as much grace and ease as possible? So whether it's a relationship with your horses, or when I was packing up, I went through two very painful personal letting goes, releasing, as I call them. And one was a lamp of my mother's, the old-fashioned television lamp. The furniture, piece of furniture was the TV in the living room, and it had a lamp on it. 
and the lamp had so many cracks and it had been glued together so many times and the wiring was burnt out and stuff. But I kept carrying that around because I associated the memory of my mother with that lamp. Uh, and finally, this time, I, I had a conversation with myself and said, the memory of my mother will always be with me in my head, in my heart. It, it's not in a piece of chipped up, broken cheap ceramic, right? And so it was hard. I had a big cry, but I walked myself to the trash bin and had a conversation with my mother and I released her. It was letting the genie out of the bottle in some ways for both of us, maybe for my mother and maybe from, and definitely for me, because I didn't keep my feelings about her trapped in that old lamp. What I love to do, um, I'm relating to you because when we closed our office, which was now back in March, we had a 2,000 square foot office. So we had six living rooms full of furniture, but also the waiting room and the kitchen. Like we had tons of furniture. And I remember looking around saying, what, what about all this stuff? This is good stuff. I had a grandfather clock. Um, and one of the things that helped me is that I, as I dropped each of these perfectly great pieces off to Savers to donate over the course of the several weeks was I thanked each individual piece for its service and when it did for us and that I if I wasn't me letting go of it was not as a symbol of you know, not no longer being grateful or needing it but that it was time to let somebody else benefit from these pieces and I think that helped my heart a little bit and the sort of similar to what you're saying about releasing this lamp like this lamp does not represent my mother i'm getting goosebumps as we're talking but just to thank this lamp for its service to you it's a beautiful way to approach those they are let's be honest it's a it's an emotional thing but to be able to say okay thank you thank you you can never have that taken away from you all right as always when you and i get to talk. I want to keep on exploring and uh, turning the corners because it's, I feel like there's just so much that we can share and that I think may help someone else at some point in their journey. So would you please come back another time and <laughs> do this with me because I, I would love to have that together with you and i'd like to continue to follow your success oh i appreciate that thanks for letting me be part of it and being part of mine i would love to come back excellent all right for today so we're going to bring this train into the station since we have the true <laughs> theme going uh, but for everyone please if you're listening uh to this on the podcast uh make sure Pay attention, subscribe to Beth, Beck's podcast too, and check out her book and check out her website. And for goodness sake, the science of Beck, Beckology, feels like something that we all need to tap into. She's a Jedi where it's going to happen. It's going to There happen. it is. There it and is. For me, if you're feeling burnt out and frustrated and just like you are just going to blow up your office one day, 
check out, I did an interview not too long ago talking about one of my success, extraordinary stories in my own life journey about burnt out female entrepreneurs and how you can transform your relationship and have an encore life that is even greater than you imagined. And if you're in the United States, you just have to text the word encore to 33777. And if you're outside of the Grand Ole USA, then in your browser, just type in encore33777.com and you'll get access to that video, which is going to answer a lot of questions about, is it time to do something different or can you transform yourself and your relationship with your business? Can you fire yourself as the chief cook and bottle washer and promote yourself to the chairman of the board? I'd love to help you with that. Ciao for now, girl. And I'll talk to you very soon. And again, deep gratitude. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Where did that time go? Woo! I know the time flies. Wow. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope our conversation added value to your day and expanded your vision for your legacy and impact. Please join me in increasing my impact and expanding my reach to even more people by sharing this episode on social media with friends and leaving a review on Apple iTunes, Spotify, or channel of choice. To catch all the latest from me, Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Connect with me and others in our community Facebook group, The Lift As You Climb Movement, where you can engage, be inspired by, and grow with a tribe of like-minded people. As I evolve as a podcaster and spokeswoman for collaboration and economic empowerment, your input and feedback are especially important to me. I welcome your suggestions and questions to hello at theencorecatalyst.com. Until we meet again, please remember your success may be the foundation for someone else's. Together, we can raise success ladders around the world.